I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I knew it. I love when he does that. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Chief around here, yeah, you see me, the tribal chief. That's right. Long time, but let me go ahead and tell you. Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> Look how far we've come. You're still here. This is us. These are my confessions. It's Chris. I just want to send you a congratulations on episode 400. I'm looking forward to this episode, and I'm looking forward to joining you on this journey for the road to 500. Let's go. Yeet! Josh, what's up, Boos? I just wanted to come on here and wish you congratulations on 400 episodes of the Hoots podcast. You know, you and I have been friends for over a decade, and in that time, you've shown me so much support and i've always made sure to give that back to you i always appreciate your hard work dedication that you put not in just into the podcast but into your transcripts as well Uh, i've been very fortunate enough to be part of a few episodes of the hoots podcast and i definitely look forward to being part of more in the future here's to 400 more you are amazing i appreciate you cheers I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Just wait.
for greatness. At the same time, keeping my patience. Can't be racing to no early grave. I'm cool with just patience. I can drop at any given time. I'm holding my aces. I see disappointment all in their faces. The turtle still cross the finish line. We done break the bar so many times. It's only right they give me mine. Diamond by myself together, we really shine. Long as I keep putting my faith and trust in God, I know that everything will be fine. Built for it, real stand up. God ain't never breaking my kind. I believe I can do anything, ain't never changing my mind. Life's all about patience, take it one day at a time. Life's all about patience, take it one day at a time, yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 400 of the Hoots Podcast, live in living color on this Thursday evening, February 15th, 2024. Hope all you good brothers and good sisters are doing good out there. It's your truly the nefarious brother, Adam, a.k.a. Joshi Lopez. We made it, folks. 400. 400 episodes. Before we get into all the festivities and all the plugs and uh, the wrestling conversation, um, I made a clip yesterday, that a message I wanted to share to each and every single one of you. A lot of people have been wondering, hey, are you going to continue on with the podcast after 400? Is this over? A lot of different questions. I wanted to give everybody an honest answer from the heart and explain what these past eight years have meant to me. Um, we have a couple of friends that have been on this show over the last eight years. They're going to be on the show tonight. Uh, it's going to be a special night. For those who are watching live, I want to say thank you for taking time on your schedule to hang out with us tonight. Uh, please like the video, subscribe to the podcast, just so you never miss an episode or any new content I put up on the channel. Oh, they even some guitar covers as well, so... Uh, do that. Do us that favor, and let's have some fun. But before we get to the plugs, and before everybody comes in, um, I just want to say again, thank you for helping us get to this benchmark. And I'm gonna get out of the screen here, and I'm gonna play this clip that I recorded yesterday. And it's a little heartfelt message for me to each and every single one of you who have supported this podcast since day one. Um, let's play that clip for you. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Joshi. Before we start off with tonight's festivities of episode 400 of the Hoops Podcast, I want you guys to know that I'm recording this video on a Wednesday. Um, I just finished my walk um, eight miles. <laughs> um, if you ask me if I would walk eight miles in a day a couple years ago, I'd probably tell you that you're a liar. Um, this whole year has been an interesting journey to say the least these last eight years of this podcast has been a very interesting journey i'm recording this on a wednesday it's happy uh, it's valentine's day i want to wish all
all of you and your couples a happy Valentine's Day. Um, it's a very special day to acknowledge, as I'm wearing this hoodie here, to um, acknowledge the people that you love, but also understand what love actually is, you know, um, especially on days like this, it's not just about the gifts that you're giving, it's spending that important time with people that you love unconditionally, no matter the circumstance. And uh, I've realized that a lot over the years, but also this podcast has been an expression of love. Uh, it's been my personal love letter, I guess, to professional wrestling. And the fact that the show is not a dirt cheese show, it's not littered with booking takes and stuff like that. Uh, I'm very proud. I have a lot of pride when it comes to the content that we've been spewing out with this particular podcast for the last eight years. And, you know, I wanted to record this video because if I felt, if I was getting, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I felt like if I was sharing these opinions live while recording, I might find myself in a position where I break down again, like I did on episode 300. And I just don't want to get to that. <laughs> um, I'm really happy. Um, I'm in a good place spiritually, mentally, um, physically, <laughs> um, um, and emotionally too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just really happy with a lot how things are going. And I think part of the reason why I broke down to episode 300 is because I was not in a proper mind frame at that time. I, I was just getting towards the end of my healing process and I was so some dark days there. And um, I just had a big bout of self-doubt and not knowing my place within this field of wrestling content creation, not knowing whether I belong, whether people gave a shit about what I had to say. And it was just a lot of self-doubt uh, during that process. But I overcame that. And it's something that I've been realizing for the last eight years since we've been doing the show that I've been able to adapt with the best of them. I've been able to adapt changes with co-hosts, changes with uh, just changes in general within the wrestling industry with different topics. And, you know, this business goes in different ways. Nothing about professional wrestling is linear. Um, that's something that I appreciate about the business for better, or for worse, there's good times, there's bad times. Um, but I am proud to say that I am a wrestling fan. I'm proud to say that I can make a living covering something that I've been loving since I, I was four years old. And I take a lot of pride looking back at these past eight years to think that this show would last this long. Now we're at 1.1 million downloads for a podcast like this that's not run by a big network. It's 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 insane. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I pride myself on being good with my words and uh, being a good speaker and stuff like that. And I am a writer at heart, but I'm I'm still having a hard time trying to pinpoint the right words to express how crazy it is that we did get past a million downloads for this show. Like I started this in 2016, April 2016 with my boy, Adam Daly, who's one of the main brothers in my life, man. I love that dude. And we had a lot of fun with each other um, recording this show 
but more importantly, the bond and brotherhood that I have with them. Um, to see to see me where I was at 21 years old, about to turn 22 in 2016, to where I am now, where I'm 29, and in, in three months, about to turn 30. You guys have practically seen me grow up and mature in front of you guys. And I've matured for the better in a lot of ways. And I have grown and I've really taken a step back to realize that my voice has power and my voice does have substance uh, in a field that's highly oversaturated with negative perspectives and outlooks in the professional wrestling industry. And, you know, given my time of working in the wrestling media for the last 10 years, I, I could understand maybe if I wanted to be one of those people that's just jaded and bitter and just want to vent and moan every single episode of the Who's podcast. But that's not me. That's not the person I am. And given the fact that this time last year, I lost my job and I found myself in that dark rabbit hole again. I reminded the fact that there's nothing that life can throw to me that I can't adapt to. And I think that's a testament to what this show has been since day one. And I didn't know this show was gonna last this long. I, I didn't, <laughs> I, I, I can be completely honest with you. I had a lot of goals and I'm not done yet. Um, what I've also had to remind myself is that just because I'm turning 30 this year, doesn't mean that I've made mistakes along the way as far as like the decision of going into the broadcast field. I don't look at anything that's gone on in the last eight years with this show as far as, fuck, I can't believe I did this. It, it was a mistake for me to go in this field, in this route. Uh, I don't have regrets. I don't. I think going down this road and becoming a broadcaster has been a lifesaver for me and a blessing because... I, I got opportunity to find out who I am outside of playing my guitar and having some self-confidence and not confidence from an arrogant slant, confidence in knowing that I can trust myself and that I can be proud of the man that I'm becoming and proud of the work ethic that I put into this industry and proud of how strong of a human being that I am um, internally. And that's the self-confidence that I'm proud of that this experience has brought out of me. And, you know, for many of you that have been watching and listening to the show, especially this past year, you know that it's been a journey for me uh, to go down this path of transforming my life and making all these changes and getting myself back to a better place uh, with my health. Um, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, but it's been such a rewarding thing that I, I haven't got to the point where I felt any negative aspects coming out of me from this experience. Anything, if anything, it's made me a better man. And um, all the changes I've made to my life for the last year, not feeling sorry for myself and, you know, taking a, a personal challenge and owning it and being consistent about it. And if there's anything you can take away from my work over the last eight years, whether it's the podcast or the transcripts, is that I, I am consistent. And that's just who I am 
as a human being and I'm about actions and I'm about my words and there's nothing fake about the man you're looking at and listening to right now. Um, I'm a genuine article in a field of just a lot of cloud chasers and I'm very, very proud of what we've been able to accomplish with this show. I want to thank Adam. I want to thank Brother Carter, who's been uh, just as important cog to this show as I've been over the years. Um, Sam Piopo, Patrick Fritz, all the guys that have been there with us from the beginning. Uh, Brandon DeJesus, um, of course, uh, B-Rob, Referee Tony. Um, the list goes on and on. I want to give a shout out to my guy, Andrew Baydala, as well. A uh, great mentor in my life, in my career over the last couple of years. And I want to thank each and every single one of you. I want to thank you all for caring about what I think <laughs> in the world of professional wrestling. And this is not a knock towards anybody that I'm going to mention here, but I'm not Peter Rosenberg. I'm not uh, Sam Roberts. I'm not any of these guys with a blue check mark on Twitter that have all these hits and making, I don't know, close to $100,000 a year from doing wrestling media creation. I, I, I know in my heart that I'll get to that point because I put the work in and hard work does pay off. I'll, I'll get to that point. But, you know, I'm not those people and I'm not trying to be those people. I'm Joshua Adam Lopez. This is who I am. Um, I, I got to myself, I got, I started to think over the last couple of weeks and knowing that today's Valentine's Day and stuff like that. And like, uh, it's it's also true with a lesson that I learned in the broadcasting field. You can't expect anybody to believe you if you don't believe in yourself, right? It's also the kind of same thing with love. You can't expect somebody to really love you and be down with you if you don't love yourself. Well, I can say now here on a Wednesday before we record episode 400 that I'm in a place in my heart right now that I love myself and I'm fucking proud of the human being that I am. And I'm proud of the shit that we've been able to accomplish with this show. And seeing the love and the feedback that you guys have been giving back to me over these past couple months is the reason why we're continuing on with this show. So we go now for 400 and I'm making this promise to you guys that we will get to 500. I want to put a cap. I want to put a good ending to this project and I want to leave it at 10 years. I think it's the right time to cut it off from there. Um, but I think it's fair to you guys to get to 500. You guys showing that you guys still care, especially now we're going towards the world of WrestleMania 40. It's not the time for me to stop this show. And I'm going to continue to bust my ass. And I'm going to continue to record and pump out these shows for you guys. All I ask for you guys is to continue to be on this journey with me, hold me accountable, and let's just have some fun honestly. So I promised that I wasn't going to cry in this video. Um, I just wanted to express to you guys that I'm very happy. I'm at peace with a lot of things. That, and I can say now for the first time in my life that I love who I am and I'm not apologizing for who I am to anybody in this planet. Um, and I just want to say thank you for helping us not only get past 1 million downloads, whatever number numbers we get going towards the future, that stuff is gravy. 
I feel that we won today because we got now to 400 episodes. It's a big deal. It really is. So it's a little long opening intro here, but um, I just wanted to come in here and express these thoughts to you guys and hear from the heart of Joshi. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for giving us to where we are now. And the road to episode 500 starts right now as we get ready for episode 400 of the Hoots Podcast. Yeet. All right. All right now. All right now. <laughs> as uh, Chaz Kelsey would say, a um, little sentiment from my heart to each and every single one of you. But like I said, I'm not going to be alone on this week's episode. Um, I have a luminary of friends that are going to pop up here and there uh, during the broadcast tonight. First on deck here is a good brother out from the East Coast, uh, New Jersey, if you will. Uh, good brother of all good brothers since that day one-ish, my guy Patrick Fritz here on episode 400 of the Hoots Podcast. What's going on, my man? Uh, what's going on, Josh? First of all, congratulations <laughs> on uh, 400 episodes, sir. Uh, amazing that. feat, definitely. Um, yeah, from the East Coast with WrestleMania basically in my backyard right down the road from me in Philly. Um, so again, congratulations. Uh, I was getting, I was getting a little misty with that, you know, that intro video, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, but you definitely, you're, you're right in one fact. You, you are not, you know, a household name yet, yet, Right. but y- y- a lot of other people that have come and gone, you have endured, sir. And through all the other sites that, uh, I've been familiar with over the course of the last, you know, since you started, I've seen them come, I've seen them go, but you, sir, are still here, which is a very big testament to your work ethic. I appreciate that, my brother. Much love, man. I, re- I really do appreciate that. Um, what I'm really taking away from this show is that we brought something different to the table and that people still give a shit. Because <laughs> in this field... <laughs> no Cody it- crybabies around here. No, not at all. We're not shoving uh, chicken McNuggets up our ass. Um, <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, to think about it, there's been so many shows that have come and gone, whether it's video or just audio in general, right? And, you know, it, when you talk about wrestling every single week, it, 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 it is a challenge. I'll admit on my own end, as somebody who hosts and produces a show, it is difficult to try to make each episode stand out for the rest. You know, it, it is. But I just think the heart and the core of what the show is, what me and Adam started, has always remained the same since then. That's really what I'm really proud of and taken away from this. The Brotherhood is just something that I'm more appreciative of than any of the subscriptions we got, downloads, or anything like that. I'm, I'm glad they were able to make a community out of not being a cloud chaser and trying to do what everybody else is doing. That's really what I'm proud about when it comes with this show. And again, look at look at your point. You're over a million downloads, a million downloads, and you're at 400 episodes. So imagine right. by the time you hit, you know, 500, yeah. you could be over, <laughs> you know, one and a half, you could be at 2 million. Imagine that at, at this point in time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a special night, folks. I, I I do appreciate everybody that's watching live right now. I know it's a Thursday night and uh, it's during the middle of the week, but I do appreciate you guys watching live. Uh, please please uh, press that like button. Uh, subscribe to the channel if this is your first time. Check out the Hoots Podcast 
Um, I'm not alone with Pat. We have another good brother hopping in tonight, uh, Mr. Referee Tony here, uh, rocking and rolling, my my main man from the Heat Podcast. Tony, what's going on, man? Oh, sorry, I'm I'm scrolling <laughs> through my phone. Um, a whole bunch of whole bunch of Cody Crybabies going on around here. All um, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, personally. Uh, I don't know what uh, the Rock's problem is. I like chicken McNuggets, um, but that's pretty decent. It depends on where you, it depends on where you get them from and what time of day you're getting it from. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I, uh, it, it's 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 good to be here on, on a show that tells it like it is, um, and. Uh, Patrick, always always good to see you and hear from you. Good to be and, seen uh, and good to see you as well, sir. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Josh and, and Josh and I, we, we've, we've, you know, obviously, like Josh had said before I came on, uh, we, he was talking about the brotherhood. And, uh, you know, Josh and I, um, you know, from, from time to time, we, you know, delve outside of wrestling and, you know, we try to, you know, really get to the heart of the matter and see what's going on in, per, in our personal lives. And, um, you know, that's really what it's about. Uh, you know, sometimes, yes, it is wrestling and wrestling can be subjective, but sometimes it is more than that. And that's when you kind of get that, that brotherhood, that, that camaraderie between, you know, fans, when fans become friends and friends become brothers. Right. Uh, and, you know, and Josh and I had, had been, you know, talking quite a bit about, you know, a little IB inside baseball about, you know, what he was going to do um, prior to, you know, from six months ago, he was saying, you know, that's it. You know, I, I think 400 is going to be it. I'm, I'm thinking that's the limit I was going to go. And then um, a little 1 million thing happened and his whole demeanor changed. And I think that's a big deal because uh, this show is, you know, a huge do-it-yourself project and it's one of hard work and it's one of consistency and i think that that really shows just to the power of what you've been trying to accomplish and what you're going to accomplish and you know even for you know, some grassroots pod like myself, who's just trying to, who's, who's just trying, who's just trying to get that one, you know, in front of that 1 million, but you know, it's a testament to you and your hard work and um, a testament to um, really just, you know, your accountability and, you know, you hold yourself accountable and, that's really what it should be. Most wrestling fans today don't hold themselves accountable. Don't know why. Revisionist history, but that's the way it goes sometimes. And you know, you've never been afraid to hold yourself accountable. And that's why the show is going to continue to be a success until five hundred and hopefully beyond. I, I thank you, brother, for saying that. Um Accountability is really hard, especially for people that are very prideful. You know, I will admit at times that I do wear my heart on my sleeve. 
uh, and I could probably be stubborn at times with certain aspects of my life um, just due to the things I've observed and how I'm wired in general, but also taking, it's, it's very hard for people to take a step back and realize that half the time where we get like, let's, let's, let's put wrestling to the side for a second, right? Let's say we have a particular issue that we're dealing with at a certain time, right? It could be work related. It could be relationships. It could be whatever, right? Half the time, if you really take a step back and say it out loud, what's really bothering you with the situation that's going on, is it really that deep? Is it really that deep? Like, it's hard at times for people to admit that, hey, like, I, I'm I'm so fucking pissed off. I'm just going to rant and rave, and I don't care what, what what's the consequence that comes out of it, right? But you mean what, I can't tweet about it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Me and my, hey, guess what? Me and my friend Mark is going to stop watching too, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, you know, if you take a step back and look at this, any situation in life, Say it out loud to yourself and ask yourself, is this really deep? And what are you learning about yourself as you're losing yourself? And I think, you know, as miscue it is about the stuff that people go on uh, bitching fest about every day on Twitter about wrestling, really a lot of this stuff is not deep. It really is. Like, <laughs> my day is not going to be predicated whether somebody agrees with my fancy booking idea at WrestleMania 40. I, I really don't give a fuck, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I'm not in this to be like, hey, look at me. I'm right and you're wrong. You know, that that's not why I do this stuff. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really hard for a lot of people, especially content creators, that uh, they're very prideful. They can't take accountability. Uh, there's been times where I've had to take accountability on uh, performance from AEW that I can give to you know what's about uh, in the beginning, and now I have a lot of respect for them and enjoy their work. You know, I'm not different from anybody. I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I'm not any of that stuff. You know, I am a wrestling fan, and you know, it, it's okay to change your stance on a performer. It's okay to change your stance on a promotion. It's it's also okay to grow as a human being too you know that's what i was saying in the beginning of that little intro clip that i made yesterday like it's okay to grow as a human being i remember scrolling back at some of the exchanges i had on twitter going back and forth for hours and hours on twitter about me like trying to debunk lazy narratives from dirt sheets right i would do that all the time and here's here i am <laughs> a couple years later take accountability for that like i i took the bait and i enjoyed that argument and i enjoyed i wouldn't say being like an auditor for wrestling media but when i saw something stupid that had no substance to it i would call it out and i would get into these debates and thinking back on it now it's just wasted energy <laughs> i don't half the it stuff that, half the stuff that i want to say that's the, that's the great thing about this platform I can say and just leave it there. I am not going to go and have a 40-tweet <laughs> thread <laughs> going back and forth about the booking of WrestleMania this year. It's it's not that serious. It's just not, you know. Um, but, Tony, what you said there, um, I really do appreciate that, man. Um, and, Pat, your sentiments as well. You know, it's very rare to have people that are very consistent in 
their genuine support and care for you over the years. And I don't, that never goes unnoticed on my end. I hope you guys know that. This is coming for me. Just keeping it real 100%, man. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out really quick to Brett, Brett Shrupsel here on Facebook. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Appreciate you always uh, hitting me up during these live uh, live streams. Um, also, anybody that's watching this, uh, if you want to share any questions, we can answer along the way. It's crazy, bro, man. Not only that we're celebrating episode 400, but it's just like, just when you think the world of wrestling is going to like stagnate for a while, this time <laughs> last week, we had the WrestleMania uh, press conference, and we're going to get into that in just a couple of seconds. But <laughs> uh, I, I have a question for both of you guys regarding the podcast before we get to the first segment of the show. Um, I, I made the announcement I am going to go towards 500. Is there anything, just from your observations, is there anything that you guys would like to see on the show as we go through these final two years of this project, like what would you guys like to see in general? <laughs> I'll let Tony start. I don't have it. I really don't have anything. I think that you are, you know, keep, keep doing what you're doing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Yeah. That, that pretty much goes, goes for me. There's a reason why you reach that milestone. So why, why change what works? Right. Um, the I, only thing, I, the only thing I would add, mm-hmm. if I could, just as kind of like a, a, a fun. I know that you know your premier segment. You know what the hell is wrong with AEW? Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe have a secondary segment. What the hell is wrong with WWE? Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the only thing I would add. I hope I could find Possibly. a way to squeeze that in. <laughs> um, you have plenty of time to do that. That's true. It, the only thing I would push back on that is that if I did that segment, what's different from 99% of the other podcasts that have their entire show, which is yeah, that true. segment as a whole, you know? Um, that's kind of the charm of this week in WWE. I could pinpoint stuff here and there that I like and dislike and bring it all into one segment, you know? So it, it's kind of like a weekly report, but man, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that people understand that what the hell is wrong with AEW is more of a comedy segment than me coming here and getting ready to pop a blood vessel. Like, it, I'm not, <laughs> I don't yeah. have that deep central hatred towards like Tony Khan and all these people. I do think they act, they do carry themselves like jackasses and put on shows that look like a festival circus at times. They, but, you know, <laughs> they set it up so beautifully for you, though. That's, I think, the, the mm-hmm. really the, the crumb de la creme of the segment is that. You're not really doing that much work. They're literally setting it up for you to knock it down. Uh, you you hit the nail on the head there. Like, <laughs> what, what what did Brother Carter used to say that they wrote the script for us? Like they wrote the entire segment for us. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh man. Speaking of segments, we have a segment that we do here on the podcast each and every single week. It's called This Week in WWE. We'll get into that and get uh, Pat and Tony's thoughts about the controversial WrestleMania kickoff event that happened this past uh, Thursday in Vegas and what everybody wants to talk about these days. We'll be right back in 30 seconds right here on the Hoops Podcast.
right, folks, welcome back to episode 400 of the Hoots Podcast. Time to talk about what happened this week in WWE. Literally, this time last week, um, I was just finishing watching the end of that uh, press conference event that they had in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, seeing CM Punk on a paddle with Big E and Pat McAfee. Uh, who had that on their bingo card for uh, 2024 this year, right? <laughs> I'm just um, glad Big E's still around. Yeah. Right. I have two guys that um, are well-versed in their knowledge in professional wrestling. Uh, Tony has a lot of experience in the wrestling industry. Pat has That been hasn't watching. been confirmed yet. <laughs> yeah, um, check I'm, out. I'm, uh, 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 they'll, they'll try to. They'll, I'm still. I'm still. I'm still. I'm still trying to figure that part out. By the way, don't don't uh, downplay yourself. This guy has a pin tweet of a match he re- officiated with. They uh, call this in Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> Listen, Photoshop is wonderful things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. Everybody has this conversation, right? You know, it seems like clockwork. It's WrestleMania season. People are either not satisfied with the Royal Rumble winning. You know, the next alternative is, we need a triple threat match. We need a triple threat match because that, that solves every issue for WrestleMania. Um, Damn it. That's why I, you know, I don't look as fondly back on that uh, Daniel Bryan moment because of what's come out of it. I am not about enabling Cry babies, as The Rock said on Twitter. I, I'm not a fan of that at all. But we've had a couple of weeks now to digest this and see where things are going. And I, I guess right now, if we can look at this objectively, there's more um, answers than no, there's more questions than there are answers right now. Um, I just want to know from your guys' opinion. Given all the controversy surrounding it, and by the way, I need to get this off my chest. This is not gonna be long. I'm just gonna say this. I hope David Schwimmer is getting fucking royalties from the number of times I've heard the word pivot on a wrestling podcast, a video show, on Twitter. If I hear one more person say that they pivot from Rock and Roman to Roman and Cody, my head is going to explode. You are not in the boardroom, so what do you know what was pivoting to what? Because you made an assumption on one episode from fucking Birmingham, Alabama. You know all the plans to WrestleMania? Like, <laughs> that's what I don't get. <laughs> so I, I really hope David Schwimmer and the people for Fred's are getting royalties from the number of times that I heard the word pivot this week in wrestling media. But, uh, Pat, I'll start with you. What, what's, what was your thoughts on the press conference as a whole and everything that's going on with this situation heading into WrestleMania 40? So I... Watch the, the the main segments I watched. I watched you know Rhea and Becky. So right. you know we we basically know where that's going. They yeah, kind of spoiled that a little bit. Um, and then I watched you know the the, the main event of the kickoff. Um, first of all, we all knew there was still going to be Cody Roman. I don't care. I don't care who else is involved with this thing. It was always going to be Cody Roman. Like it. My whole thing was if you were going to do Rock and Roman, you were going to set you you would have had to start setting this up six months ago. Because right. the callback to this for me was the, the last time we had generational stars. And the last time to me that got called out was when Cena and Rock had, you know, had their thing. Now how did, how did that start? 
Rock was the host of WrestleMania, and right. then he got involved in the main event. That's how you, you built it up. And what happened the next year at WrestleMania? We had Rock Cena won. And then they they kind of forced their hand the year after that because you had Rock win the title from Punk. You had Cena win the Rumble. And then, okay, let's run it back, you know, this time for the title. Yeah. That, to me, as ridiculous as it sounded at the time, that made logistical sense because how do you run back something? How do you add to it? You throw a championship onto it. Right. For me, they missed – they they missed this right now because the only thing you have tying Rock and Roman together with the city of Philadelphia is when Rain, you know, Roman won the Rumble. And then Rock came out to try and get the crowd over, and the crowd wasn't happy. Right. Well, quite honestly, yeah, you can have Rock come out till he's blue in the face and want to wrestle you know, one more match. But honestly, you don't need Rock for this, this promo right now. You don't. I applaud the guy for coming back. I understand he's you know a board member now. I get that. Yeah. You don't need him. You really, you honestly really don't. Are you going to put a few more eyes on the product? Yeah, you're going to put a few more eyes on the product. All the, you know, attitude error junkies that are out there. Ooh, Rock's back. You know, Stone Cold came back. Rock's going to come back for, you know, yet one more match. I absolutely hate if they're truly going to do with what they did with the Super Bowl teaser with WrestleMania. I absolutely hate that they are not going to do this tag match, this rumored tag match of Roman and Rock versus Cody and Seth, that they're not going to do it in Elimination Chamber. That, to me, should be where it happens. Because you don't really need this to be the night one main event. You really don't. You should have Seth defend his championship in the main event of night one. Sorry to the ladies. Sorry to Rhea. Sorry to EO, And, you know, the ladies that want to you know, main event night one, right? but you really need to have Seth defend the, the world heavyweight title. More than likely it's going to be against Drew McIntyre. And then you should, you should really have a Damian Priest cash in. That's how I see it. You had a lot of fair points there, brother. Um, there's not a lot that I disagree with, you know, um, I know how your stance has been about the title situation as a whole. And, you know, Roman not having a match in Australia is it's a little interesting for me, though, Pat. Like, I would appreciate it if Rocky Roman just made an appearance at Chamber. That's the you thing you have. Me. Right. You have a, a, a what what has happened in the last year? You've right. had how many how many live events outside of the United States? And, and look at I mean, for God's sakes, look at backlash last year in Puerto Rico. What was the main event? The main event of that was Damian Priest against Bad Bunny in a street fight, and it brought the freaking house down. No right. Roman, no like nothing else. But that's how you do it outside of you know the the continental United States. You actually book good names to be on there. Yeah, is Rhea going to carry the the program a little bit because she's defending against Nia? Is she going to get that hometown pop? Yeah, the the place is going to go absolute batshit for her. We already know this. But to me, put a few more eyes on the product by having Roman at, uh, Rock actually wrestle at the, the chamber. Or to your point, at least make an appearance. Well, here's the thing. Um, Tony, I'm going to pass this off to you because it's kind of back off the conversation that uh, we had when I um, was blessed and fortunate enough to uh, make another fun appearance on the Heat uh, Wrestling Podcast a couple of weeks ago. We had a fun time uh, catching up and shooting the shit, if you will. Um, 
this looking back at this whole situation whole as a whole, right? And it was announced yesterday that uh, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes would be on the um, Grayson Waller effect, I think, right? At the Elimination Chamber. I think that was the announcement. Um, tomorrow night, SmackDown is having a double taping. Uh, this is kind of the case how it usually is when you have these international uh, PLEs, right? And I had the idea of whatever comes out of this Rock and Roman segment tomorrow night that maybe, just maybe, one of them shows up in Australia. I'm not guaranteeing that. I'm not using a source or or anything like that. This is just a feeling of mine. You have a double taping of television. Why not use Rock and Roman for both of them? And why not bring them out to Australia if you're not taping anything for SmackDown the following week? You know, have a reason for both of them to be out there. Hell, make that make that Grayson Waller effect segment a contract signing for the tag match. You know, you have a lot of different things you could go about it, but just to have them there for both nights and then just leave the elimination chamber because oh, people are only going to start watching it at like five o'clock in the morning. I don't think that's a good enough excuse, to be honest with you. I'm glad that they're having Cody and stuff there at the show. But to not have at least one of them in Australia, I'm not saying that you have to wrestle, but what the hell The Rock is going to do right now, <laughs> honestly? <laughs> like, besides doing, like, interviews for the UFL that nobody's going to give two shits about, like, wh- what's really preventing him from taking a fight to, a flight to Australia right now? Honestly, but uh, Tony, I want to get your thoughts uh, about this whole situation because we had the uh, press conference on Thursday. Then we heard Triple H's comments on SmackDown, which uh, it was just textbook Triple H. You know, he, he's very good when it comes to sarcasm and being petty at times. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you don't like the decision. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter where you sit. Right, and all this uh, jargon lies towards the Rock. Uh, they're going to be on the show tomorrow night. How do you feel about this whole situation the whole as a whole? Do you think that the conversation me and you had uh, when I was on the podcast a couple weeks ago is kind of lining up to where things are right now? First of all, to go back to uh, David Schwimmer, you damn right he's getting royalties. Yes. <laughs> there's, 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 no doubt, there's no doubt about that. Uh, second of all, do you know why Triple H can say that to The Rock? Because going back to the very fond Attitude Era, who's always had The Rock's number? That's Triple H. So Triple H will always one-up The Rock. So, of course, he's going to say that kind of stuff. Fast forward to the WrestleMania kickoff event. They, you can say they pivoted, you can say they transitioned. Again, they weren't in the boardroom. We don't know what happens. But what we got was 50 times better than what we saw on SmackDown. Now, when it comes to um, Rock and Roman, they're corporate now. They're Hollywood now. Yes. So they don't have to appear unless they choose that they want to appear. So if they 
feel like going to the Elimination Chamber, if they want to pay money in the storyline, if they want to pay money right. to do something <laughs> via satellite right. and do an appearance, they can do that. Uh, Josh and I were talking about it, and the fact is a whole bunch of a big giant meltdown for basically what wasn't said and what wasn't shown. I think definitely when it comes to WrestleMania, yeah, no doubt about it. Cody Roman, <clears throat> Cody Roman has to be night two main event. Although they said it was going to, Triple H said it was going to main event WrestleMania. We still don't know really the whole night A, B, one, two. Right. But Cody and Seth should main event night two in my book. Now, the big callback is Seth Rollins because Seth said he's been hurt, working hurt, working injured. Uh, nobody really knows how bad the injuries are. And maybe he would be ready for WrestleMania. So it wouldn't make sense to me logistically unless they have a really big plan to shorten his night and capitalize on the injury. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense to me unless that happens to have him do double duty at WrestleMania and do main event night one with the tag and then do night two where they're both in individual matches, knowing that they're probably going to put in max 20, 25 minutes a piece for that. Yes. So logistically, that may not make any sense. But everybody is, you know, they're happy now. Cody's going to, you know, Cody's going to main event night two. And the bottom line is this. What if... And this, like, do you, I think that WWE, by this whole story thing, they may have boxed themselves into a corner, just like Patrick was talking about with the, you know, hey, Rock John Cena one, Rock uh, John Cena two at back to back WrestleManias. Yeah. Now this has happened. We've got Cody and Roman in back to back WrestleManias, and we're anticipating that Cody's supposed to win this year. And what's the alternative if he doesn't? Because that could happen at WrestleMania. And there's which the would, other which would destroy X, by the way. You know, <laughs> absolutely destroy X. <laughs> Honestly, I'm counting the days till X gets destroyed. To be honest with you, uh, I'm I'm telling you. <laughs> and and you know what? With with Rock, you know, the head of the table. You know, Rock was telling Triple H, fix it. And you're almost kind of now internally now having to wait for Rock versus Roman because now the head of the table is a completely different quote-unquote title that maybe to them is bigger than the actual uh, WWE Championship. Yes, I I agree with that. Before I give it back to Pat... um, I want to talk a little more big picture with this whole scenario because there's a lot of assumptions right now, and all we really have is what we watch week to week, okay? I think for me, really what needs to be answered at the end of the day with WrestleMania 40 is what is the next five years going to look like within 
kayfabe, right, within the storylines. Because right. honestly, if you look at every ten years from WrestleMania, it's kind of like a, a indicator of what that decade is going to look like, right? Mm. I guess you could put twenty to the side because Chris Benoit wanted to carry himself like a fucking jackass, but that's another story for another time. But you look at Bret Hart, right, at WrestleMania ten. You look. I at, just watched that earlier. Yeah, you look at Daniel Bryan for uh, WrestleMania 30. Those were like pinpoint moments that kind of gave you a clue of how this past decade of uh, WWE has been, you know. And I think that's I think they're in a very important time right now because do I expect that Roman Reigns is going to have he's going to be around in a major factor in the next five years? I don't think so. I, I think Roman Reigns is going to be closer to John Cena's schedule more than anything. And I'm not even saying that because I think he's going to be doing movies. I don't know. It's an easy assumption to make. But right. the guy has already put in almost 15 years on main roster television. I don't know how much longer he wants to do this to the extent that he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to The Rock and where you should do him and Roman for the title, the match sells itself. It doesn't right. need a championship. Hell, it doesn't even have to be at WrestleMania. I think that's something that nobody else is being said. That match is so big that it's it's above what wrestling tradition says. It's box office. It, it, it's, it's undeniable. You can have that match... At SummerSlam, I'm not saying Saudi Arabia. I'm not even throwing that out there. I'm not stupid, okay? I'm not. I'm not even going to throw that as a, as an idea. But let's my, let's not go there with that, right? Please. But my my point is, you know, going back to what you guys were saying earlier about like how you went from uh, Rock hosting WrestleMania in 27, you have once in a lifetime. But when you once you have that match, the follow up is important. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need the conclusion of Rock and Roman at this year's WrestleMania. You could have it start there. You could have the angle start from there. You could have the match in 41 and have another layer to this. If that's what really all this stuff with The Rock being the long gamer and all this stuff in between of what's really the head of the table, I'm in for that because at the end of the day, this is about making money. Right. And I don't think that right now WWE is going to just drop all their loads with their storylines because it's WrestleMania 40. It is important. But here's the thing. Cody Rhodes having that moment in Philadelphia is big enough for WrestleMania 40. You do not need all, the entire demise of Roman Reigns on one weekend. You oh, don't of course not. To, you don't need to do that. And that's... That's where I'm coming from with all this. I don't have the answers. Hell, I'm happy for Seth Rollins that, yeah, you know, Roman's, you know, calling his title the loser bracket title. And a lot of people on Twitter think that the title's completely worthless at this point. But look at him. He's standing up for himself. The promos he's been cutting on television recently have been fantastic. And he's representing the guys that are there each and every single week. I'm happy that he's a part of this. Does this become a tag match? We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see how this plays out with 
you know, this whole management stuff with Nick Aldis and Anna Pierce and what The Rock has to say about it tomorrow night. Like, I heard, I saw the video that Nick Aldis put out yesterday where he's like, you know, oh, Roman and uh, Rock are going to have their plans. And he's like, I got plans of my own, too, kind of hinting towards that. So there's mm-hmm. so many things right now that I don't have the answer to. And that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, no. it's not a bad thing. So I, I'm just as curious as anybody else. And I, I've been doing this stuff for a long time. But I, for me, for everybody that's watching this, okay, Roman Reigns may lose his championship at WrestleMania this year. But don't expect for him to lose everything in Philadelphia. No. That's all I'm trying to say. No, the story is going to continue because now there's so many layers to the bloodline story that now it's intertwined with the Cody Rhodes story, the Sami Zayn story, the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens story. There's so many stories that the bloodline angle has now weaved into. And to piggyback off of your point, Josh, the wild card in that whole scenario that you spoke of is Nick Aldis. Because Roman Reigns has dealt with Adam Pierce back in the Thunderdome days where they had a scheduled match. He hasn't dealt with Nick Aldis before. Only, you know, less than a handful of occasions that he's dealt with Nick Aldis. And Nick Aldis and Roman haven't seen eye to eye on television. So how's that going to be with the next branch up on the bloodline tree with the rock coming in. And that's their first face-to-face meeting because that's going to be the ultimate. I mean, he stood up to Roman reigns, which no authority figure has done since Roman became champion. So now how's that going to play out with the rock now that he's got back up? Right. Pat, I want to ask you a question. Um, so obviously you have the bloodline number advantage in this situation now. Is it easy to assume that Kevin and Sammy will help out along the way with Seth and Cody? Who else would you have help in this situation? Because look, look, I much as anybody would love to see Triple H get back in the ring, but it's just not going to happen. It, no, it's not. It's, going to it's happen. not. He's not. He's never. And it shouldn't happen. Right. And unfortunately, two years ago, when, you know, Triple H kicked off night two of WrestleMania in Dallas, he put his boots and his gloves in the ring. As we all know, that is the, you know, official, like, I'm, I'm done within ring competition, which, you know, thank God that they gave him that moment because he needed it. And he, and he absolutely 100% deserved it. The problem I have with Kevin Owens right now, He's involved with Logan Paul. He's involved yes. with going after the U.S. title. So, yes, does he have? Does Kevin Owens have the history with Roman there? You know, facing him, facing off against him in two Royal Rumble, you know, live events. Yes, absolutely. I don't think you put Kevin Owens back in the bloodline story right now. Right, Sami Zayn. Sure, I mean, again, Sami Zayn was at one point part of the bloodline. So, you know, he was the honorary, he was, he was Sam Uso. He was the honorary use. So yes, you can absolutely bring that back in. Do I think you bring Jay back in? No, because you have Jay going after Gunther right now in the IC title. And, you know, Jay is basically having the new day as his backup to kind of even the odds against, you know, Imperium. So you right. don't have that. So right now, 
the only other the only other person that you can really rely on for you know Cody is Sammy right now. I mean Sammy and right. Se- and and Seth. I mean look at what you know you you had in, as far as the the bloodline you know a couple of years ago with Survivor Series War Games when they had the bloodline versus you know the brawling brutes match. Yeah. You know you you had all five members of the bloodline. You had the brawling brutes. You had I, I don't think Co- was Cody involved in that War Games match. I I don't remember. No, he was uh, no. still recovering. Right. So to me the only other the only other thing right now and and I really think they they really missed a golden opportunity here. You really should have had a bloodline versus judgment day like story at some point in time because both factions at one point in time said they are the dominant faction in WWE right now. The only time you had a blow off for that match was when the Usos and the Judgment Day fought for the tag titles. That's the only point in time where where there was Judgment Day, Bloodline in the ring, you know, with with a good promo, and right. then what happened? You know, Usos retained the titles at that point. And then just, you know, a few weeks later to lose them to Kevin and Sammy at, you know, Mania. Right. It's definitely something I wanted to see too. I, I think you would have gotten and something. One to see one other thing. I'm sorry, sorry to go back to your point about not having Roman Rock at, you know, uh, WrestleMania. Remember when Hogan and Rock had their second match, it was actually at No Way Out. It wasn't at that's WrestleMania. Right. That's yeah, right. That's, that, that was, was when Stone the, Cold came back and fought Eric Bischoff. That's Montreal, right? And uh um, yep. 2003 yep. February, yep. Man, crazy how fast time goes. I was nine years old at the time for that show. My God. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see if we can see out here. Um, I agree. Jay probably would not be part of this. Obviously, he has his uh, things tied up with Gunther. But I think once him and Jimmy start feuding with each other, they're going to be so fixated on trying to rip each other's throat out that they're not even going to be focusing on what's going on with Roman. I, and, and then you got Solo, right? He's probably yeah. going to be preoccupied because he has a long overdue punt kick heading towards his way from one Randy Orton. Uh, so Randy. I think that's, that's what's going to happen. So here's the thing. Maybe this is where the long-rumored new Bloodline members pop in. With uh, Patu and Tamatanga, you know, it's stuff to look out for. There's a lot of scenarios here, but I do want to give props before we move on for this to Seth Rollins because I think the guy's been uh, highly underappreciated for my colleagues. Uh, And I know what Roman, Roman's good on the microphone. He could talk shit with the best of them, uh, and I give him his props. But regardless of how you feel about, that championship as a whole, Seth Rollins has kicked ass this year, and he deserves a lot of props for what he's done this year. And I'm glad that he's not taking shit off from The Rock or Roman just because who they are. Whether that's a shoot or kayfabe, I don't know. I'm I, I'm entertained by it. But um, let's go on to this next point here because I'm I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen with the Elimination Chamber. I am, you know, we have a couple more qualifying matches tomorrow night on uh, SmackDown. You got Kevin Owens and Dominic Mysterio. That should be a clash of styles. Uh, Logan yep. Paul is taking on The Miz in a SummerSlam rematch. 
I do like the fact that you could have Paul in the chamber for this reason and reason only. If you're going to do Logan Paul in LA Knight at WrestleMania, have Logan eliminate him in the Elimination Chamber. Nobody is expecting Logan Paul to fight Seth Rollins for the championship. Right. But if you want to have that be your U.S. title match at WrestleMania, why not? I mean, hell, Austin Theory was in the Elimination Chamber last year and he was the United States champion, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And you don't, and, and with everything going on with Miz and Truth right now, you don't need Miz in the chamber. Right. <laughs> I, want to get guys, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Would you be opposed to seeing our Truth against Dominic in a singles match? In Philly, because I think the crowd would eat that match. Absolutely, absolutely not. Are you absolutely not? Put a graphic on that now. Yes, I want to see. I are you kidding me? Like, okay. And first of all, I agree with your point, Josh, about Seth Rollins. And let me just make something perfectly clear. Roman Reigns has called the World Heavyweight Championship the loser bracket title. Yes. Technically, in the record books, Roman Reigns is holding the loser, the formerly known as the loser bracket title, i.e., universal title. So I, I just want to point that out. Thank you very much. And he's, go, never, uh, and he's, never, he's never beat Seth Rollins either. I'll go you That's one, right. Tony. I'll go you one better. Technically, Roman is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion because they unified the WWE Championship and the world, the first version of the World Heavyweight Championship with Cena and Orton. So yes. technically, you know, the, the first defunct version, Roman yep. is that champion still. Yes, but the – well, when, once they retired that World Heavyweight Championship, they retired it. The Universal yeah. Championship is not retired. No, it's he's still technically a double champion. He's, he's still technically a double champion. So he is holding for a guy who's calling Seth Rollins the winner of the loser bracket. He's still still technically holding the championship of the former loser bracket. Just wanted to point that out. So uh, <laughs> as far as far as the the chamber matches, hey, you know. It's going to be very intriguing because, again, Seth needs a challenger. Even though he's got two perspective ones, Seth needs a challenger. Yes. I say anybody who pins Logan Paul in the elimination chamber, depending on who it is, is the number one contender for the United States Championship. Because I'm pretty certain, just like last year, I I would believe that the United States Championship should be defended at WrestleMania. And I think that Logan Paul, for the work that he's put in over the past year plus, deserves to be on that card. Yes. I think we're having a we're getting matches that 10 years ago, 8 years ago, if we saw those matches then, most wrestling fans would be like, why are they putting these guys together? But at least now it's 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 matches that make sense. Yes. And as long as they're even, then they're competitive. And there's a reason behind the match. And I think that's ultimately why there's a lot of faith in the new creative of WWE, because we're not they're not putting matches out there just for the sake of putting matches out there. If they're if they're putting matches out there for pride of nothing else, it's going to be worth something. 
and they want they don't want to waste the people's time by putting all of these you know matches and segments out there that are just the fan of one person like they want to do it for everybody now i am looking forward to again like you guys said how our truth is going to be in involved in this our truth in the miz um you know logan paul kevin owens will always be in the main event picture and it's going to be interesting within the next you know between now and the elimination chamber and especially how the chamber match itself is going to play out because that's going to be huge because whoever decides to they they that's decided to win that match ultimately has to play a very important part in the storyline of that championship when by the time we get to or at WrestleMania. Right. Um there's a line that uh I heard this week on TV that just popped me because uh Becky Lynch was doing her promo on Raw right and uh she was explaining like you know I've been having to have difficult conversations with my daughter about having to separate shoulder why my face is bloody uh the line that popped me was like she's like oh, I had to explain why daddy wants to fight Maui <laughs> and then <laughs> the same episode Seth does the well what can I say except you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I, that that stuff popped me a little quick. Um, Pat, um, I wanted to ask you something really quick. I don't know uh, how yeah, much I'm I can stay on, uh, but I, just really quick for you, um, any takeaways, good, bad, or different as far as stuff that's going on with the Elimination Chamber and what other stuff would you you'd like to see had to get to WrestleMania this year? Uh, to me, I definitely uh, agree with Tony as far as uh, whoever pins Logan Paul should definitely get a title shot. I mean, I definitely think that KO deserves another uh, a match for the U.S. title. I think the two of them were doing really good. Um, as far as – I'm really curious to see how the women's chamber match looks, and I do agree yeah. that Logan Paul – Definitely deserves to be in the chamber itself. Um, just had to change my venue. Sorry, that's why I was off camera. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the women's chamber match goes, I'm definitely digging the fact that we have a, a good possible winner in Becky, but I would like to see everybody get strong showings. I definitely want to see what Liv does because Liv is the only woman to compete in yeah. all the women's elim- elimination chamber matches. Um, but I would also like to see you have the two chamber matches and you have, yeah. And you have re, I mean, you have Rhea and Naya. I mean, those are the only three announced matches right now for chamber. If I'm correct, yes. is that the men's chamber, women's chamber, uh, Rhea and Naya. And we don't have anything for the IC title. I mean, we haven't, they're unfortunately having Jay and Gunther on, on Raw this upcoming week, I believe it is. Yeah. And we don't uh, – if Logan goes into the chamber, so the yep. U.S. title's out. So we don't have anything for the tag titles. Priest still has the briefcase. So maybe maybe Truth goes through you know another member of Judgment Day at Elimination Chamber and then gets like Dom at WrestleMania. I'm oh, I'm sorry. You. We have the, the so right now the Waller effect is announced too. So that's four. That's four segments. Yep. Four segments guaranteed right now for 
chamber. Yep. Right. So right now for the also- elimination chamber. Yeah, like you said, we've got uh, Rhea Naya. We've got the women's chamber, the men's chamber, Rollins and Cody on the Grayson Waller effect. Oh, and we forgot. Um, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate challenge for the undisputed tag team titles. Oh, okay. We do have a tag title match. I forgot about that. Yes. So that will happen in elimination. Tag game. title match. That that yeah. is going to be a a barn burner, if you will. Uh, t- Tyler Bate and what happened Ballard to Butch in the ring at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, he's back to be Pete Dunn. <laughs> you know what happened, Tony? God, Seamus Seamus got injured. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. All right. Um, I I do have to mention this really quick. Uh, I really dig the uh, six man that we saw on Raw Monday with uh, New Day and Jey Uso against Imperium. Um, very rare we get to see a match kick off Monday Night Raw, but. Uh, I thought that was a dope match. And to see uh, a oh, yeah. trios match that doesn't make her eye roll, I, I want to give a, a shout-out to the official in that match because I've seen so many six-man tag matches across multiple promotions, and those matches turn into a zoo at times. I'm just being honest from a transcription point of view. But all six guys uh, in Lexington on Monday killed that. I, I, I really dig that match. Um, well, so I, I forgot to mention really quick. Uh, you mean, you mean there's actually matches that don't make your your eye roll here? Yeah, it's a mirror. Don't make your eye roll. What a concept! <laughs> yeah, it's it's a miracle. Uh, it, it, it's it's amazing. Well, you can have a tag match where the referee doesn't look like he doesn't belong on television. You know. But that's either here or there. <laughs> um, one last thing that I do want to mention: tomorrow's SmackDown it has a lot of matches. You got Tiffany Stratton on the show; she's in one of those chamber qualifying matches. Naomi's fighting um, Alba Fire. Uh, unfortunately, Shotzi um, suffered a bad knee injury uh, during the NXT taping uh, the other day. So our thoughts go out to Shotzi. Uh, hope she has a speedy recovery. Uh, I mentioned earlier Logan and the Miz in a SummerSlam rematch, uh, Dominic and Kevin Owens, and we'll see what happens tomorrow night with The Rock and um, Roman Reigns. I do want to mention this before we wrap up this segment. Uh, big congratulations go out to uh, Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker for becoming the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Um, I'll tell you, man, since I've had the opportunity to start covering NXT on a weekly basis, that brand is not getting enough props. They are putting in no, some not. bangers, man. They really are. And big props to Braun Breaker and Barry Corbin because if you looked on them, a paper, Pat, and anybody that's watching this, you'd be like, eh, shoulder shrug. Uh, why Why should I care, right? <laughs> you know? But if you watch their match, they match very well as a tag team. I, I will say that. The interesting wrinkle with them now is with Braun potentially coming up to the main roster, because I don't think he's signed a contract yet with Raw or SmackDown. Is That's that going to be the potential end of the tag champions before they even start? The it's end possi- of the War Dogs. <laughs> It's a possibility because uh, Stand and Deliver is like a month and a half away, so I could, I could totally see that. I could, 
it just depends on what tag team that they want to give it to. Uh, but if you guys have not seen that match with the Wolf Dogs and the family this week, you, uh, you're missing out. It was pretty, pretty good. But we're going to put a ribbon on the bow for this week in WWE. Um, let's get into one of another staple here on the Hoots podcast. Uh, a segment that should be nominated for an Emmy, if you will. <laughs> uh, this segment is... Schedule for one fall with an unlimited time limit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, take a seat, sit back, relax, uh, call your friends, and tell everybody to uh, t- uh, tune into the Who's Podcast right now because we're going to start a brand new restaurant quality edition of What the Hell is Wrong with A-E-W. Travis Kelsey is a clown, by the way, and we start this bad boy off in a three, a two, a one. Your meat, beat, beat, your meat, beat, your meat, beat, beat, your meat, beat, your meat, beat, beat, your meat, beat, your meat, beat, beat, your meat. I'm telling you, my time is right now. Right this minute, 2022, we're living in my time is now. My time is right, goddamn now. Man, what intensity! The quality of the product and the quality of the shows is at an all-time high right now. But I do know that it's a real war between AEW and WWE. I'm still cashing fat checks, and I am still banging the hottest bitch in this entire place. It's time for What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. This shit, I'm out. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell is wrong with AW? Brought to you by the good folks at the Wrestling is Over Newsletter and PW Torch. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to tell you, man. We're on the road to Sting's final match, which will be uh, taking place in the Greensboro Coliseum. And somehow the attention is not on Sting. We shift the attention to somebody who's main eventing WrestleMania, uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. It's only possible in the world of AW that has WWE so rent-free in her head. It, it, it's amazing to me. So they have... Oh, my God. Why do I do this to myself? I don't know, so, but this is going to be great. You love you love the torture. You love the torture. I am. I I've been known to be a glutton for punishment. I I will admit to that. That's why the segment was created. Uh, good point. Thank you. So, so, never. I was about to say something I should say, but I'll keep that to myself. Um, uh-huh. I was going to say, um, you know, we have the new Hardy Boys, right? Which, by the way, 
the Harbin Lee boys, they they can never read a room. I don't know why you choose now to do a Vince McMahon style gimmick where you're EVPs and you're really laying into that fact and you're arriving in limousines and Lear jets and it got the suits on and it's like it's the every, worst parody of evolution I've ever seen in my life. Every time I hear Matt, Matt, my bad, Matthew Jackson cut a promo, my ears start to bleed. Please keep all microphones as far as possible away from Matthew Jackson. Honestly, this may be a hot take here. Boom mics too. Yes, all mics, all of them. Honestly, Pat and Tony, I would rather listen to a promo from Jake Hager than Matthew Jackson. At this point. And I, I just said that w- with a straight face. <laughs> That's how pathetic and unrealistic this twat is. How many Get drinks off did you my have TV the show, screen. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> what, was, what was that, Pat? I said, how many drinks did you have before the show tonight? <laughs> um, uh, Pat, to, say that, to say that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which straight are we talking, vertical or horizontal? <laughs> all right, all right, calm down. <laughs> uh, hey, you guys should know that I am straight edge. I do not drink. <laughs> I I am I am that's, good. That's true. Good. <laughs> that, that, that's um, true. But who gives a flying fuck? I mean, they could be heels. They could be good guys. They could uh, play the martyrs and feel sorry for themselves because CM Punk calls them out for how fake and phony they both are. Uh, and now they're playing this goofy gimmick. They have a match in top flight. Nobody gave a flying rip. The show was in Austin, Texas last night. Um, the fact that the Bucks, of all people, are now the people that I'm supposed to hate because it's Sting's last match, and then they have this post-match promo. Pat, you'd be surprised at this. There was the afterbirth brawl after the match with the, the Bucks. Last night, oh, um, shocking! <laughs> right, Darby Allen storms in the ring. He's like, you know, when I first came here, this all became all friends wrestling. By the way, thank you for listening to the segment, Darby. I appreciate that. Uh, I, was <laughs> call, I, I was calling that out before Jim Cornette did, but that's neither here or there. Um, and then he's like, there was one EVP that saw something in me, and it wasn't Kenny Omega. So how we go from this supposed to be sympathy towards Darby and Steve for this bloody attack last week, and here we are this week where we, we're propping up Cody Rhodes. <laughs> what the hell's going on out here? I don't get it, man. <laughs> I don't get it. This is why you don't have Mark What are they going to do next? Bring out another mock throne and destroy it, this time, destroy it again? With something comparative to the Nightmare logo on it? Right. Uh, what, what's going to happen? Sting's going to lose at Revolution and going to throw a rubber chicken into the ring? Like. Serenity now! Serenity now! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty sad, like you said. Like, as weird as it is, the, the, the gentleman who ye shall not be named... Um, he would always say, well, we don't really care about anybody else's product. We care about our own. And why is it that, why, why is it that like now in the past month, 
Everybody knows your EVPs. Okay, wonderful. You had it on the website for almost two years. Everybody knows your EVPs now. Right. Who exactly are you supposed to be? Like, to, to the point where it's not supposed to be like, all right, well, we're here in AEW and this and that. Like, no, it's what who kind of blue uh, hell are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Like, you know, who, what, it, what, is, what is this version of the Bucks of Youth, and how is this supposed to make sense? It doesn't make sense. And here's the thing. CF Punk said those two can't manage to target. I'd be and, surprised. And, and you know what? Would, yeah. Oh, really quick. Like, seriously, I, I would not be surprised if these two asshats wouldn't be able to run a Dollar General at this point. Ugh. AEW, where everything's made up and wrestling doesn't matter. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Pat, Where's the lie? Where is the lie? At this there point? is. There is no lie. Honestly, exactly. That should be that should be a T-shirt. To be honest with you, but Shit, I'll make like, I'll make you for that. We got connections. Yeah. By the way, we need a a, a T-shirt of this. If somebody yes. could make this into like a hoodie, I want to give shots to the governor Joe Cerno who made this wonderful <laughs> portrait. I mean, honestly, Picasso would be jealous of this uh, beautiful piece of. Uh, art here like we need this in hoodies we need this on mugs we need this on any bit of merchandise that's possible if we can make that possible shoot, send that <laughs> shoot, send that to me and i'll make a mock of it tomorrow um pat you, i know you're a longtime wrestling fan does any of this stuff with the young bucks get you interested with knowing this is going to be sting's last match no, because quite honestly, you could say last match till you're blue, blue in the face. But is the, this is Sting's last match in AEW, so he could technically come back to WWE at some point and have a last match in WWE. He could go to TNA and have a last match in TNA. He could go to yeah. freaking you know XYZ and and you know or Evolve or whatever and have a last match there. It is the the concept of a last match is so foreign these days. Like mm-hmm. look at look at you know Stone Cold for instance. We thought you know Mania nineteen was his last match, and what happened? He just came back a couple of years ago and wrestled Kevin you know Kevin Owens in a you know a, a main event segment that turned into a you know an unofficial match. Like the concept of last match is just so far gone. I'm sorry, Sting to me, legend in the business. But his real time was with WCW, and we all know that. He's way past his, his you know, shelf life, and they're just bringing him in for his name. That's it. Name and a paycheck. That's what, you know, a lot of these Attitude Era guys are now is, you know, they're, they're going off their name and a paycheck. Right. They do live off the cream mentality, you know. Well, they're also at the behest of a uh, absolute inept owner who thinks he could uh, book wrestling matches because he's a uh, uh, observer subscriber. That <laughs> that's like saying that I could uh, be the general manager of the White Sox because I had a Sports Illustrate uh, Sports Illustrated subscription when I was a young kid growing up. Like, hey, I it could, does, I it could, doesn't make I sense. Could buy <laughs> I could buy 2K, and next thing you know, I could be the greatest general manager ever. Next thing you know, you want me to call me Triple H? Like, what's the point? Uh, 
<laughs> like, like there's, there's so much, there's so like, and like, and Patrick, I agree with you. Like Sting's time technically is WCW first TNA original run of TNA second. Yes. W, d- WWE, you know, cup of coffee, Vandalay Industries, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then now, and then now here in, in, in AEW. Look, the, the bottom line is this. Yes, it's Sting's last match. Okay. But here's the problem. With AEW, do you, all you can get are photos. Like, you need to really introduce who Sting is slash was before getting into his last match. And the only way you can do that is AEW footage and photos of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Because guess who owns... All of the other video rights, your competitors. I guess you could use TNA footage, but you know, with and and but the real holy grail footage you can't use because WWE owns that. And it makes and isn't it ironic that Sting's last match is gonna be with the Young Bucks? It makes me want to vomit. To be honest with you, I, I'm not even gonna lie. It makes me want to vomit. It makes me sick to my stomach. It makes me. You don't have anybody else. <laughs> Whoa! What's he, here? We go. Here's a good comparison. What's going to be a bigger catastrophe? Sting's match against Triple H at WrestleMania, or his last match against the Young Bucks? It's the Young Bucks. I, I I was at I was at that WrestleMania in uh, San Francisco. That crowd was eating it up. It was just everybody whining on Twitter that Sting didn't beat Triple H. I I was at that show. They were eating all that up with the NWO while that match was going on. I'm so tired of everybody like, oh, Sting was buried in WWE. Okay, he didn't beat Triple H, and he had an unfortunate injury with Seth Rollins. Oh, my God, Sting got treated horribly in WWE. I never got that narrative. I I, I don't get that. I really don't. I will say this. I don't think Sting gets enough credit for his run in TNA. I, exactly. I think, he, I think he does deserve a lot of credit for that, but I do agree with your initial point, Pat. He is a WCW guy. Uh, through and through. That is very true. Um, I, I don't know what's going to make me ill. Seeing more Young Bucks on my TV or the fact that Orange Cassidy is not just going to run through all my favorite New Japan wrestlers because, like I told you on the show, Tony, a couple weeks ago, AW is going to be owning New Japan in a couple God, no. months. Rocky Romero has already got a front office position. Uh <laughs> I, I feel bad for Tanahashi because we're going to get that full brigade and that uh, business plan for Tony Khan and Meltzer and Alvarez. And sooner or later, Shinio Pro Wrestling will now be owned by AEW. <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii lost a damn match to Pockets on Saturday. That's all you need to know right there. <laughs> One of the biggest badasses in wrestling history lost to a freaking twat with denim jeans and stupid-ass sunglasses. Oh, God. That's disappointing. That's disappointing. <laughs> How am I supposed to suspend, suspend my disbelief? Oh, I found out on uh, Rampage that Jeff Hardy got uh, an injury oh. against Sammy Guevara. Who saw yeah. that? Yeah. Oh. Knee, I tell you, a knee it's a to shame. the face. <laughs> it was disgusting. Um, Pat, 
Tony, is there anything that stood out for you from Dynamite or anything you've seen from AEW recently? No. <laughs> no. I'll be blunt, no. <laughs> That's tremendous. That, that, that needs to be a sound clip right there. Yeah. Clip, <laughs> clip that. When, when I get the time, I'm going to add that to the new intro for the podcast. That's yeah. great. No, nope. that's great. No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> oh man, I was gonna, I was gonna mention, you know, uh, some positive <laughs> stuff here. Oh my God, spoiler! Joshi enjoyed some stuff for Dynamite last night. Um, I thought the Adam Copeland and Daniel Garcia match was good. Um, I'll give a nod to that. Um, Less Aubrey Edwards, the better. I'll throw that out there as well. Um, what else? Um, I really like the I like the promo segment with uh, Swerve, Heyman, and Samoa Joe. That's gonna be a good three way match for the title. Uh, God, did did is it just me or did WWE really drop the ball at Samoa Joe? Yes, God. Honestly, uh, out of all of the free agents from WWE that's gone to AW, he's been the most successful one. Yes, but the, I, just thinking about think, the, yeah. the missed opportunity. I mean, you, imagine you had Samoa Joe now, right now in WWE, instead of Cody, him and Roman. Possibly, I can see that. The previous regime dropped the ball. Yes. On Samoa Joe. I, I, I you know, and I, and you hear, you, I see all these fans, you know, on Facebook, on Twitter, I actually talk about, you know, wow, you know, it's, it's Samoa Joe is doing his, the best work of his career, and and he, you know, he's finally a world champion, and you know, it, it's it to me is like okay, NXT champion, only three time NXT champion, okay, yeah, and United States champion, you know, in my book, Samoa Joe could have easily been intercontinental champion i'm surprised that he wasn't and do i think that i think that samoa joe could have run at a time where he could have won at least the universal championship yes i mean i mean i would have loved to see you know i mean even if i mean i was just looking at the universal championship history before you know within the last three hours or so because i was redoing it yeah and I mean, look at all the universal champions. Brock held it three times. Roman currently has it. He's held it twice. The Fiend has held it twice. Finn Balor's held it twice. Braun freaking Strowman. And you could give it to Samoa Joe at least once, especially with all of his mic work that he's still carrying in it because I think Samoa Joe adds a lot of realism and credibility to whatever he does. You want to it's talk about carries himself. Yeah, you want to talk about missed opportunity? Josh, you were just mentioning, you know, why didn't they give an IC title run to him? Imagine Samoa Joe and Gunther. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> gimme gimme no for real. Gimme a, yeah. a 30 minute Iron Man match. Yeah. Shoot, I'll rep that. <laughs> I will I will I'll rep that like I was Rudy Charles. Give me that. Yeah. Give me that. That that oh. match would that match would make um Ishii and Shingo blush. 
Are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've. Oh, I mean, I mean, hell, can can I have Samoa Joe and Dijak again? Oh, can please. I? Can I? He's killing it on NXT, oh, man. He is killing fantastic. it. Oh, I mean, man. hell, do freaking uh, and, and I'm biased. I am right. extremely biased, but I, I can say it. Honestly, do Samoa Joe and Braun Breaker just for the fuck of it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. And, um, just the adaptability. Meaty, right meaty men slapping meat. I was I was thinking about that when I when John, <laughs> I was thinking about that. But yeah, I think I, I it's just as Biggie would I, say. Yes. yes. And I think with the with the missed opportunities, I think you're right. As as far as the crossover, it it is it is Samoa Joe right now, because now that he's the champion, but you know what happens. You know, when you become the champion, what else is there for you to do? Take your ball. MJF ball. lost. Yeah, I mean, hell, MJF lost the championship. We haven't seen him since. Can I just say that Edge just feels like a guy now? The fact that they had to implement Nick Wayne's mother to get heat onto Chris. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> no, but seriously, this is how stupid this promotion is. Like, to necessitate a third match in a four-month span between Adam Copeland and Chris Cage, where you could really capitalize this and spread this out properly. Uh, last night, they have they have the best Nick of five Wayne's- series, Josh. Yeah. Hey, WCW, Great. go best of seven. Awesome. I, I couldn't give two shits. AEW's <laughs> wins and losses mean as much as WWE's wins and losses. Let's, let's throw that out there. Hey, everybody, yeah. the power rankings are back. Uh, that's another story for another time. But seriously, they had this match last night, and they have Nick Wayne's mom give Edge a low blow. Like, come on, man. Oh, God. All right. I don't want to drag this on because uh, AEW um, – I mean, like I said, there's a couple stuff that I did like. Don't get me wrong. I, I like the Will Nightingale in um, Sky Blue match. Um, nope. I thought Mox Sky Blue, though. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, John Moxley and Dax Harwood was solid, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm just so indifferent towards Did Moxley the bleed again? No, he did not. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was surprised to be honest with you, but I'm so I money on that. <laughs> I'm so indifferent to the Blackpool Cuckold Club that, like, I just, <laughs> I just don't care at this point. I, I really don't. <laughs> you want a T-shirt of that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I, just, I just call it like I see it. That's, that's all. I don't know what the Renee Young season that's what, but that's neither here nor there. Um. Anyways, Let's get pro wrestling tees on the line. Let, one, of the big mis- one of the big mysteries in the history of modern professional wrestling. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get into the excrement impression. This is a staple here as we conclude all of our uh, AEW segments here on the podcast. Um, all right. Wish you luck here. Hopefully I don't uh, lose my breath by the end of this because we got a lot to run through. All right. Don't forget, by the way, Collision is not on live this Saturday due to the NBA All-Star Weekend, so don't expect me to mention anything as far as the show's on Saturday. But um, anyways, uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. 
Coming to you live tomorrow night on TNT. It's another stellar edition of AEW Rampage. Here are your matches. We have the Bay Bang Scissor Gang taking on the Dark Order, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satna Singh in a 12-man tag team match. From there, we have Anna Jay taking on Queen Amina. We have Dustin Rhodes and Devon Eriks in trios action. And the main event, a no-swalification pity, Sammy Guevara against Jeff Hardy. Then don't forget, coming up on March 2nd, live from the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina, it is AW Revolution. Here are your matches. First, we have Will Ospreay take out Kenosha to catch. All right. Let me do Revolution again. Coming to you live on March 2nd. It's live on pay-per-view. It's AW Revolution. Here's your matches. First, we have Will Ospreay take out Kenosha to catch in the battle of Don Cow's family members. From there, we have Eddie Kingston putting on his AW Continental Crown Championship on the line against Brian Danielson. If Brian Danielson loses, he must shake Eddie Kingston's hand. From there, we have Timeless Tony Storm putting her AW Women's World Championship on the line against Deanna Perrazzo. And the next match, made a couple weeks ago on Dynamite, is for the AW International Championship as Pocket takes on Roderick Strong and the rest of the Melvin Club. From there, we have a triple threat match for the AW World Championship. It's Samoa Joe taking on Heyman, Anna Page, and Swerve Strickland. And our main event, it's a tornado tag team match for the AW World Tag Team Championship. It's the champion Sting and Darby, uh, Darby Allen, accompanied by Ric Flair, taking on the Unbucks of Matthew Amadipshit Jackson and Nicholas. I, who gives a fuck about me, Jackson, as well. More matches being announced on Twitter. Make sure to follow Tony Khan on Twitter at Tony Khan. You get all your tickets right now at AWTIX.com. That's AEWTIX.com. I have one And now take a couple deep breaths. I have, yep, and I have one. I have one question with um, with uh, Nicholas. I'm a dipshit Jackson. Do you think they're gonna fit that all in a graphic? They should. Okay, I'm just wondering they, about that. They, they do that with, uh, with all the other monikers that they have on that show. Seriously. Um, <laughs> but on that note, <laughs> I post a question each and every single week, and I want to give uh, credit where credit's due to Brother Carter, who's the uh, original creator and founder of this segment. We post a question to each and every single one of you every week. Folks, what the hell is wrong with AEW? This has been What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. Everything. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope, nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right, All then. right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right, folks. That concludes what the hell's wrong with AW. We have. Two more segments to go down here on episode 400 of the Hoots Podcast. Um, we're having a blast tonight. It's a, a special occasion, man. Eight years in April for this podcast. Eight years. Who would have ducked it that we who would think this show would have last two years, let alone eight years? It's, it's nuts, man. Um, one of the staples that we've had with this podcast over the years is giving out awards to jackasses throughout the calendar week month occasion um we've had the yon club 
We had the Nimrod of the the week. We've had Dipshit University, which uh, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson are uh, professors at that university. Um, now we have a, another segment that the good brother Sam Piopo at Second City Sam created. Uh, as we like to call here on the Who's Podcast, the Clown of the Week. I'm not Clown. 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 You're big Clown. 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 One more time for good minutes. Clown, 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 clown. You're big clown, 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 clown. clown. All right, the clown of the week can go in many different directions. It can be wrestling related. It's an opportunity for Pat, Tony, and myself to nominate people who carry themselves in a jackassian manner this week. Uh, by the way, I do want to say this on a serious note. My thoughts and prayers go out to everybody that was affected by those uh, ridiculous shootings in uh, Kansas City. Uh, yesterday of this recording, um, just pathetic and disgusting. To be honest with you, um, I mean, I that's your say clown really, of the week right there. Yeah, that's, 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 that's forever. That's, that's that's definitely one of them for sure. Um, it's just disgusting, man. I I mean, I could say a million things, but we really know what the root of the issue is here, and. Um, it's going to get down to a rabbit hole people don't want to go down to because I know it's going to get petty in a couple months because, hey, everybody, it's election season. It's uh, Suddenly, oh, you, you can get impeached and still find a way to be considered a nominee for the president, uh, presidential uh, campaign. Uh, it's, it's, it's bullshit. This the country sucks. But, um, yes, that's definitely a nominee for sure. My clown of the week, however, goes to... A host here in Chicago, his name is Danny Parkins. He is a, a midday on-air host on uh, 670 The Score, which is a CBS sports radio station here in the city. He started his show on Monday with a live video of him wearing a Caleb Williams jersey. There is people who do stuff like this with agendas, like Meltzer's of the world, and you guys know who they are with people that have agendas. Then you have this asshat that starts off the show with a Caleb, jersey, a Caleb Williams jersey pontificating that this guy is going to be the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. God knows what's going to happen with the Bears when the, when the draft happens in, uh, in April. Danny Parkins Stay off my radio stations, please. You have no inkling of whether or not Caleb Williams is going to be a bear or Justin Fields is going to be traded to another team. You're not doing us any favors. Stop leading the the Bears fans astray. They are paranoid as it is. And I can say that as a Chicago Bears fan, I don't know a fan base in sports that's more paranoid or delusional than Dallas Cowboys fans, than Bears fans. It, 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 they cancel yeah. each other out, to be honest with you. And it, it's just a three-ring circus. Nobody in this city knows what a good franchise quarterback would look like if it slapped them in the face. So, Danny Parkins, from me to you, you are the clown of the week. Yeah, is there any other jackasses that you want to <laughs> dominate here? <laughs> nope. Nope. See, there's another one. Um, Let's see. <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, I I guess so. So I'll take umbrage with one thing that you said. Okay. That 
and that is about a paranoid fan base. You forgot about the very much delusional New England Patriots fans. Oh, boy. (laughs) The New England Patriots fans who now, of course, there's and there's another there's a thing that The Rock had said that uh, when he was on Pat McAfee's show, when he was talking about that there are. There's three different kinds of fans. There's the this is, there's Cody supporters, the Cody crybabies, and then there's Cody right. himself. Exactly. And the New England Patriots fans, who and and hey, I'm in the region, so I guess I, I'm I'm a fan. But the majority of the fans who you were living in a generation where, hey, you had the 199th pick in the draft. You didn't expect that this guy would be the greatest quarterback of all time, at least right now. Who knows if Patrick Mahomes is ever going to catch him, but we'll figure that out. It's going to be a good thing to see. Yeah. But at the same time, it's 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 falling apart, and you're almost, you almost don't want to accept the fact that it's over. You don't want to accept the fact that you know, if we can just get another Tom Brady, when in fact you had Tom Brady and you lowballed him, didn't want to pay him the money that he deserved, that's why he left and then went to another town, another team, and got another Super Bowl. So now you have one player that has more Super Bowls than any team or anybody ever. And the fan base just can't let it go until they're forced to let it go. So, and, 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 and you pu- know what? And you're pulling in my heartstrings because I'm a New England Patriots fan. <laughs> Listen, I it's it's and I and, and just for the record, I am not naming Patrick as one of these fans because I listen to I listen to sports radio, and you could get all these calls about. What about we do this? What about we do that? They don't even know what they're going to take in the third pick of the draft. It's either going to be a quarterback or it's either going to be a tackle, and they have no idea. The radio hosts are are just as confused as the Patriots are. They got Gerard Mayo as as new head coach. Right. Mayo just got on the job. It's as big enough of a task as it is trying to follow Belichick. Yeah. And it's You're absolutely it, right. It, and you know it's it's like what Rich Eisen said to Chris Brockman when Tom Brady left and he got a Super Bowl. He said, "Chris and the New England Patriots fans, welcome to the rest of us." Yes. And and ultimately that's where we're at. Hey, I was I was around when the when the Patriots had Bledsoe and they sucked. Then they got good and they went <laughs> to a Super Bowl and they lost, and then they got Brady and everything changed. I was around when the when the Bruins were just on the cusp of of getting to that Stanley Cup. They couldn't get over to the hump, and they had to trade Ray Boric, and then Boric ended up getting his cup, and everybody's cheering for him. 
Right. Hey, things happen in sports, just like things happen in wrestling for a reason. You don't have to like it. You don't have to accept it. Hey, Ric Flair had his last match. We didn't like it, but we had to accept it. It's just the way that it is. Yep. So I'll say not the whole fan base because there are good Patriots fans that and good fans of sports teams that want the best for their teams. But there, but there are the fans out there, and you know who we're talking about. There's fans out there that – when they talk about the team, they say we did it, like they were on the field, like they did something. <laughs> Pat, when, you want when, to retort here? No, no I, I mean, I'm not. Tony I'm not is, saying. Tony I'm is not absolutely one hundred percent right. The I'm only, not saying, Pat. I I will make an addendum, a footnote to his statement. The only fans that could say that they were on the field were the fans that owned stock in the Green Bay Packers yes. when they won the Super Bowl. Yes. That is the only because the the team is owned by fans because they buy stock in the team. That's right. the only team that the yep. fans that have a right to say that. Yep. But when when Logi- when logically all, speaking, of course. Yep, but when all you've done is is order online because you haven't felt like you know, you wanted to go to the game and go to the pro shop and order a jersey. <laughs> but the but the Patriots win. You don't even go to the parade, but we won six championships. Where were you on the field? I, like was, I, I was that kind of fan at one point in time. And then my brother-in-law, you know, I met my brother-in-law and that all changed. My My sports viewpoint drastically changed at that point. Yep. So delusional, delusional sports fans who claim credit for something that they've never participated in. Mm -hmm. Those guys are my clowns of the week. And you know what? You know what those people do now? They uh, spend time ordering them some uh, chicken McNuggets and buying OnlyFans (laughs) descriptions. So <laughs> that's where we are now. But uh, on that note, what a we combination. More, we got one more segment to do here on episode 400. We're going to have a uh, fun a little session that we like to call here the back porch Q&A session. And um, we're going to do that right now. We'll be right back after this final commercial break here on episode 400 of the Hoops Podcast. We'll be right back. Really quick, before we get into our final seminar, I want to give a shout-out to uh, everybody that sent me some audio shout-outs uh, for the podcast this week. Um, shout-out to uh, Brandon DeJesus. Make sure to, uh, uh, to support the good brother there on Twitter as well. Make sure to um, also give a shout-out to Chris Zaletta, who uh, not only sent a audio shout-out today, but also sent us questions uh, for this week's segment. Uh, Chris Zaletta, if we could do us a favor here, let's throw up the X really quick here for uh, Chris um, Chris uh, has been a loyal supporter as far as uh, contributing and sending us questions each and every week. And this has been going on for a while, man. It goes back to our days of when I was on the pipe bomb 
uh, with McCool Company back in the day uh, to uh, once he started uh, checking out the shows here on the podcast. Chris has been a uh, good, loyal, good brother to us for a long time. So uh, the segment doesn't go under notice on my end. So, Chris, I do appreciate you helping us out each and every single week with your questions. But um, Whatever happened to him? As far as what? Not Chris, Cole. Oh, <laughs> I talked. <laughs> I talked to him earlier today. Actually, he hit me up on I uh, talked Twitter. to him yesterday. Actually, <laughs> interesting. Um, he hit me up uh, yesterday. He's asked me if I'm going to go to WrestleMania. I didn't tell anybody this. Yeah, I didn't put it out on Twitter because I'm not trying to jinx myself. But I looked online at the WWE uh, corporate site, and they have a direct link where you can send out. Uh, request boards for media credentials. So mm. I, I did that this morning as a little token to myself. So I guess uh, I took a step ahead and see what can happen. I may not get approved. We'll see. <laughs> but I did throw my name out there and I said a, a request. Yes, board. Mr. Lopez, your media, media credentials have not met the appropriate <laughs> channels. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, but that that I told Matt the only way I'd be able to go to that show is if I'm able to cover the uh, event in the press box. I can't. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't have the money to sit in the crowd with the fans, obviously, and it just with the flags. You don't want to sit with the unwashed masses. Oh, you mean the unwashed masses that don't put any fucking deodorant on if they're like the yeah, that. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't I, I, no, I'm, not, I'm personally, I'm glad that you, you know, went out. Even, even if, if you know that you hear bad from me or not, I'm glad that you took that step and and applied for a shot, Hell yeah, that's what I did. Because you because you never know. I mean, it could be on Hunter's desk sometime, and Hunter could be like, "Who is this Josh Lopez kid?" How many how many downloads has he got? Oh, one million. Okay, bring him in. Like, you know, right. it, you never know. Like, it's just, it, it, you know, you you out of anybody should be able to shoot your shot now. I think you've more than earned that right, and you should you yeah, should yeah. keep shooting your shot because one of those one of those is gonna hit its mark, and then you never know <laughs> by the time you know. <laughs> But by the time, you know, next year comes around, you could be, you know, in a completely different, more positive place. So why not shoot your shot? That's that's just where my head's at with everything in life. It's professionally, it's myself. Like, I'm not apologizing for who I am anymore. I am not putting myself in a position where I think, okay, I'm not going to go towards this because this is going to happen. I'm not... I'm not dealing with what ifs of, okay, I have my mindset on something. Oh, let me take a step back because, oh, maybe this will happen or that will happen. I'm trying to be present, man. I really am. I'm going after what I want, and I'm not apologizing for it. I'm not. You know? Hell no. I, I, no. If people don't see the value in me, whether it's work-wise or relationship, that's on them because I know see? who the fuck I am. It, yeah. It's as simple as that. You know, it, it's not a reflection on me if I get told no. I'll, I'll just say that because if I do get approved, and I am doing if I and I am a lot in the press box. I'm probably one of the few people there are actually doing real journalism there. 
Yeah. And that's just a shoot. So um, why not? <laughs> they they said that they have a deadline. They said the credentials are approved for both nights. And we'll see what happens. Shoot your shot. What what Go the fuck it. what the fuck else do I have to lose here at this point? Nothing. Right. Nothing. You got I, every you have everything to gain, basically. I'm proud of who I am, and it's time for me to start rewarding myself for the work that I put into this stuff and just who the growth that I've made within myself as a man too. I, I'm sick of playing this what if game and uh pussyfooting around, you know. I'm not, if if I want something and if I'm gonna express it, I'm going to express it. I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. I'm trash is all growing up. <laughs> he's all growns up and he's all growns up. Right. <laughs> he's gonna uh, want a card next. Oh, okay. We're stretching it there. I am not driving. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna buy chicken nuggets on his own now. <laughs> that that would definitely not work with the uh weight loss stuff that I've been doing for the last couple of months, so I cannot do the chicken nuggets, but um. Anyways, uh, let's answer some questions here for Chris because it's time for the Back Force Q and A session. For those who are watching live, you can uh, ask us some questions as well. And Pat, Tony, if you want to throw in any questions here and there, you can do that as well. Um, let's see what we got here, shall we? Uh, let's let's see what Chris has for us this week. What a boost! Here's a question for the Q and A this week. Does Daniel Garcia, whenever in 2024, resign with AW or jump to WWE? Um, at this point, I'm, I'm probably going to say he's going to resign with AW. I think he probably thinks highly of Tony and the opportunity he's given to him. Uh, though maybe people think on surface that Chris Jericho has helped his career. I think otherwise, uh, Chris Jericho hasn't really been benefiting anybody, uh, on that roster for a while now, but he's very talented. I enjoy his matches. Like I said, I enjoyed the match he had last night with Edge. But I don't see him going to WWE right now. Can it happen down the road? Sure, but I do not see that happening right now. I'll agree with that. I agree with that. Resign. All right, next one. Uh, would you put MVP with Oba Femi? Yes. <laughs> and yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Oba Femi yet. Uh, Pat, he's from NXT. He's the current NXT North American champion. Yeah, I've, I've seen him. Um, he I, is, absolutely you can't you can't, can't miss have him. him yeah exactly i mean look what he's done with omos mvp is tremendous and uh i have stolen a couple of lines from here you know big things popping little things stopping you know that's very true um but hey man obafemi is pretty good for a guy his size i i will say that i i liked what i see so far the match he had with dragon lee at vengeance day uh was pretty solid a couple weeks ago um but yeah i think mvp can do a lot of good work with him uh that's a good that's a great question chris all right so i got i got one for you go ahead brother so let's let's say between the two nights in mania Every WWE championship, no matter what level it is, is on the line, mm-hmm. let's just say, in a match. Yes. Okay. Over, over or under four and a half title changes at Mania between the two nights. Wow. I'm going to go under. I do believe three title changes will happen, but I'm going to go with the under there. Oh, boy. Damn. 
Uh, I'm gonna go just to be to play devil's advocate. How many title changes did you say? I said over under four and a half. Uh, WrestleMania showcase of the immortals. Da, 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 two nights of WrestleMania. Oh uh, well, now, the thing it's is, it's a I'm, long shot that they put. Uh, sorry, it's a long shot that they put all eight titles on there because you have both yeah, men's no. heavyweight. I mean. I don't think the women's tag titles are going to be on the line to be to be fair. So, but right. just does, it, does the a kickoff they... show count? <laughs> are they still sure, doing matches not? on the kickoff show? <laughs> well, for you... for members of Peacock Premium Plus, they probably do. Oh, right. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh on this one. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say under, just okay. under. I I, I the, the it would be more if. The tag titles weren't merged. Yeah, if they were kept separate. But I'm going to say under. under. When are we going to get new tag titles? It's been way too long. It's been. You, you it's mean, been you now mean a the, year? You mean the the nickel and dime tag titles? When are we going to yeah. get new ones? <laughs> um, they, that'll happen when the Judgment Day loses their titles. That's when the new titles. Because I've heard from my buddy Andrew Baydad that the titles were made like separate like designs. I think yeah. you'll get one for each brand once the Judgment Day loses those titles. Um I don't see Miz and Truth coming out every week with double double uh penny straps, you know <laughs> nickel straps. Uh but let's go to the next question here. Um music one here. Who would you have performed at the Super Bowl next year? That's an interesting one. Mm. Where is the Super Bowl next year? New Orleans. New Orleans. Um Uh, can, can, can we uh, bring in Juvenile? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's from Louisiana. I mean, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to say it. Let Taylor Swift be the uh, performer next year. I mean, it's about time. You know what? You know what? The, it, the crazy it, thing is, it might actually happen. Yeah, and especially since she's generated so much money in, with the NFL this past year, with just her being at the game to the point when she can actually, most likely, be the first halftime show performer that would actually do the show for free. Yes. So. Uh, by the way, folks, put some respect on her name. She's actually yeah. a celebrity that has some self-respect, and she's damn good at her craft. I'm tired yeah. of these sissies whining about how much attention she's getting. She deserves more attention, if I'm being honest. And you know what? And you know what the thing is with her? Hey, she's she's a genuine human being, and she yes. deserves to show her emotions just like anybody else. It's not my fault. It's not anybody's fault that she just shows her love to Travis Kelsey, who may or may not at times be speaking the English language, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Or headbutting his coach. Yeah, no kidding. That you know what you know what I saw that last week, and I and I came up with a word for that. That is felonious. That was felonious. That should have been assault right there. And I mean, he's later since walked it. He's walked it back though. He's apologized yeah. for it. And you know, I'm like, dude, he he better. It could have been fined for that. So. I, I want to give a shout out to Usher. I thought he killed it. Um, oh, Usher, that was uh, one oh, of the yeah. better halftime shows I've seen in a while. Usher is uh, one of my favorite R&B performers of all time. Gets getting to grow up and seeing his progression from the late 90s to where he is now. Um, oh, yeah. 
I'm I'm really happy for him because you know you look at artists that are kind of like confined to just the Vegas residen- residencies now, and people may think, "Oh, that's this uh, indicator that they're irrelevant." But I thought I thought he killed it on uh, Sunday, and the fact that he's kept his private life private, yes, and not gotten in any and any he got trouble. married right after the show. I heard about that. Congratulations! Nice. Yeah. Um. I don't know if, if this next question has anything to do with marriages, but uh, here's, let's, let's see what Chris has to say here. Um, your thoughts on Joe Hangman sort of being the only good thing heading into Revolution? Um, I can see where you're coming from with that. Mm. I, I, am, I, I am intrigued by Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson because they have good matches, but even then, like, I just don't take Brian Danson seriously. The fact that we, we're doing this angle where now he has to show Eddie Kingston his respect. So you're just doubling down on the fact that Brian Danson is a judgmental prick, as Eddie Kingston would say. Great. What a riveting storyline that is. <laughs> you, know what that, you know what that is to me? Fickle. Fickle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a tremendous uh, isn't, it, isn't it ironic, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and how uh, that's a good '90s song as well. Um, of course. All right. Who do you blame for San Fran losing on Sunday? Uh, easy answer for me, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you understand who you're dealing with. The fact that you decided to take the ball at that moment, I knew the game was over there. So I'm going to go with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. I did win. I did me. win a little bit of money in a Super Bowl box pool, so I'm good. <laughs> not not because of the result of the game after the first quarter actually right um really quick this is a chamber match uh question uh who finishes the fields for both men's and women's i'm going with logan and kevin uh for the men and then naomi and tiffany stratton for the ladies yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. on both sides yeah, I would go with that. That that that's the most logical to me on that. I think there's one extra one slated for uh, next week, right? Is there like a last chance battle royal or whatever? The women, the women yeah. have a last chance. Yeah, the women do. Yeah. All right, give it give it to Shayna just for the hell of it. Why not? Right. <laughs> um, for Jay Uso, Gunther, or Jimmy at WrestleMania, is there a, is there a way to possibly get both matches on both nights? No, I don't want this to become some new Japan thing where we have multiple title matches for the same title on both nights. Like, no, no. I, 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 I got it that whole first year that they did it with Jay White because he was such a prick that everybody wanted to kick his ass. But I don't like that concept. If you have one singular show, leave that title match be what it is for that of for that event. I don't. This is the WrestleMania ten. Yeah, so I, I, that's a big no no to that one. Um, now what, now what was he asking? Did Jay and Jimmy or Jay and Gunther WrestleMania? Yeah, so basically, like Jay would fight Gunther um, night one, maybe, and then Jay wins, and then he defends the title against Jimmy the next night, uh, something like that. I think you have no. the. I think the Jay Jimmy thing at the Royal Rumble for right now is going to be your your blow off for it right now. Right. Yeah. Because that was yeah, the first they, time they got, the first time they've really come face to face since the last time Cody and Jay had the tag titles on SmackDown. Yes. Right. 
Which also begs the question, could there be something in the works for Monday Night on Raw? Because after doing my math, and Josh and I talked about this, which is nobody's talked about it, Gunther right now will tie the all-time duration record for holding the Intercontinental title. Yes. I'm not talking like one reign. I'm talking like all reigns combined. Wow. So Pedro Morales is at 619 days. Gunther on Monday will have tied the record. So if Gunther beats Jimmy or retains a title in any way, he'll break the record. Let me just say this. Gunther is the best pound-for-pound wrestler in the world today. Um, That's not even a debate. Um, the the mat is sacred. Give um, give me – I've said – Josh, I've said it before on this program, and you know where I'm going with this. Yes. <laughs> Roman Gunther. I need it. I need it injected into my veins. I'm just waiting for Paul Heyman to start crying with the number of chops that is. Oh my god, my triple chief! My triple chief! <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be he'll be looking to friggin' Sir Rudy Charles. Oh my god, is there anything you could do about this? Right. <laughs> Speaking of the tribal chief, that's a good transition for this next question. Um, Chris asks: Let's say Roman and Rock versus Cody stuff does take place at Mania. What night would you have the match and where on the card? Um, I just keep it simple and let it be main event of night one. Yeah. Nothing's going to top that. So let's let's not overcomplicate it. If you want to do the whole Daniel Bryan bit where Cody's opportunity is on the line, and you do that as the no. first match on night no. two, no, no hell no. no, no, no. I'm no. done. I'm done with this kind of BS where it's like oh, because then that literally cheapens the Royal Rumble. It cheapens it, does, it, it so much. It does cheapen the stipulation of the rumble, but it also plays it. It's Rey Mysterio power, and it's, all over it's, again. It's the power struggle thing where The Rock tries to oversee Triple H's decision too. It's something to throw out there. I will say that. Well, yeah, it's something it's to not, throw out there. It's, but not, honestly, it's not something that this, I would do. It, at this point in time, it's so asinine because then literally that's like, well, why, why do you have the Royal Rumble then? Right. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't. I mean, it's like, I mean, look at Austin. I mean, I, I said it on my show. Austin wins the Rumble in 97. He never even got his title shot at WrestleMania. <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that happens. 99, what happens? Uh, you know, Elder McMahon wins the Rumble, gives up yeah. his, his Rumble spot because he didn't want to face the Rock at WrestleMania. Austin gets a title shot on a technicality. He decides to put it up against McMahon in a cage. Look at Ray and look at Ray in 06. Ray wins the rumble outright. 62 minutes, wins the rumble. And then what happens? Randy Orton goads him into putting up his spot at WrestleMania on the line and no way out. Randy wins. <laughs> Randy gets right. his spot at WrestleMania. And then what happens? Thaddeus Long comes out. Player and Thaddeus Law comes out and literally, literally, not even you know, eight weeks away from eight weeks post Christmas, gifts Ray a shot at, at WrestleMania in a triple threat. All I'm right. saying is, 
and I agree with Pat. This is what I'm getting at. All I'm saying is, if you want the Royal Rumble to mean something, especially when they put in that time to earn the spot, then they earn the spot. Why do they have to jump through hoops to keep their spot after they won it? That makes no sense. Then why have the stipulation in the first place? Because I can do what I want, damn it. Um, that's not a factor anymore. Uh, thank God. Um, all right, two yeah. more questions here. If the um, if the tag match doesn't take place at Mania, I have an idea for The Rock one on one with Randy Orton or Kevin Owens. What do you think? There's history with Rock Orton. Owens says he's wrestled Cena, Austin, and Rock would be the final piece of his puzzle. That was his. Uh, Fancy booking idea. I guess the only way they would work with Kevin is if he represents Triple H against The Rock. That's the only way I could see that being a possibility. That's a long shot, though. Kevin Owens is, yeah. is involved with Logan Paul right now. Orton I like because there's history there, but... Orton would be the Kevin only one. I, I said this before. Bringing Kevin Owens into anything involving the bloodline right now does not make sense. He's nope. involved with Logan Paul. There's, you know, there, there's that blow off there with Logan Paul and Kevin Owens leading the Mania. That's where you keep him. The only way, the only reason that Kevin Owens would be involved in the Bloodline, I think, is if the Bloodline interjects himself with anything Sami Zayn related. That's right. it. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that and that and that's it. Other than that, you know, I mean, look what happened that beat down that they did at the Royal Rumble over a year ago. Right. That's 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 it. You know, keep them far apart. As you know, they they won the tag titles. That's his comeuppance. That's it. Right. Um, I got one more question here for this segment here. Um, the final question for the show today. Uh, if the plan is Rhea and Becky at Mania, would you have Rhea retain? Is Liv Morgan the one to dethrone Mommy? Yes. Uh, I'll call sign on that as well. I I honestly think you have live when women's money in the bank again. It could work. And then you so, have you have her you have her cash in on the surprise on Rhea. Right. So give Rhea another four months with it. And then have Liv do another surprise cash in. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you could have Rhea beat Becky. It's not going to damage her. No, it's not going to damage her. Anything. Right, right. Like, and then she could take a couple months off because it's really going to hit her character wise. Like, her ego is going to get bruised. And honestly, I do believe Seth Rollins is going to take some time off at the WrestleMania. So you have both of them to have some time with their daughter. And, you know, maybe she goes to a different brand or something like that. You know, maybe she comes back as a heel on SmackDown, maybe do something like that. But uh, I do believe Liv Morgan, long term, is the rightful one to get revenge on Mommy because this is where it all started. Even when the Judgment mm-hmm. Day first started, uh, Rhea was having stuff going on with Liv Morgan. So um, it's something just, to look out for. I just thought of something kind of devious. Okay. Let's say Rhea retains against Becky at Mania. She comes out next night on Raw. 
What do you think about Nikita Lyons making her main main roster debut? Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but wow. man, people wouldn't be able to contain themselves. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's an accident waiting to happen. That, but, that uh, is called a high <laughs> rating segment. Hell, just throw Lola Vice in there as well. We could have it uh, a four way, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a four way splash mountain uh, match. <laughs> oh man, I was his spit take there. Yeah. <laughs> um, We'll see. I, I mean, there's a there's really a lot of great scenarios there that could be played around here. Just just in general, like what could change titles and all that shit. But um, that's the cool thing. I, I think Rhea Ripley does deserve a lot of credit for how good of a champion she's been, and yeah. I, I I'm I'm very happy for her success. So we'll see how that goes. Um, really quick before I say. And put a ribbon on the bow in this podcast this week. By the way, shout out to my buddy Lauren, uh, chiming in here on Facebook. Thank you for checking it out. Um, I want to say, uh, really quick, uh, I want to thank you, Pat and Tony, for uh, agreeing to come on here and record <laughs> this episode with me. I know it's kind of last minute when I reached out to you guys, but um, uh, the fact that you guys uh, took your time to come on, be part of this special occasion. I just want to say uh, I appreciate both of you for um, coming on and doing this just, with me. Just make sure this time the check doesn't bounce. <laughs> hey, you have a lot of money with that nope uh, <laughs> t-shirt, and uh, you, you'll yeah, I, I would like I would like to see some residuals, please. You know, I expect you know weekly, <laughs> you know, weekly checks coming, please. Oh my god. We we definitely got to get a portrait of. Uh, hold, on, let me pull this up on the screen one more time because this is just a masterpiece. By the way, you you can even have CM Punk as a T-shirt, and he's not even the AEW anymore. Look, he's right there, <laughs> right there, smack down in the middle. You got Ray Charles Edwards. You got Tony Khan. Why is she the tallest <laughs> one out of everybody in the picture? Because she has the biggest ego. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got Cutlet, you got Dan Kalanzen, uh <laughs> it's it's the What a love- what a head on knocking 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 the fuck off there. What a head that that guy's got. Jesus. Put that picture on the screen again. Put that picture on the screen again. Look at look at hey, his look at his hey. head. You need to you need to calm down. You're being too loud right now, all right? No, I'm, I'm just saying, look at his I'm just saying, look at look at his head right there. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a catastrophe. <laughs> and then I, I may I be remiss with Alex Abrahantes just because you're a luchador. That means you're, you're stuck with Alex Abrahantes as your manager. Well, How you know. stereotypical that is! My God, I like his <laughs> I like his life touch portrait he's got right there. Oh man, AW <laughs> is the comedy that keeps on giving. But on that note, um, <laughs> that is a conclusion for episode 400 of the Hoots podcast. Don't fret, everybody. This is not over yet. We go now for 400 and start our final two years here of the podcast. We go to 500. Uh, I want to thank Pat. Make sure to follow him at Twitter, by the way, at RatedPWF. Same thing on the Instagram. Make sure to follow the good brother, Referee Tony, at RefereeTonyS on Twitter. Make sure to check out his podcast, The Heat Wrestling Podcast. Make sure to check it out anywhere you get your podcast from. You can follow yours truly on X at the Hoots Podcast. I'm also at Josh Lopez Music on Instagram. If you want to check out my uh, guitar covers 
and everything in between. I want to thank everybody who uh, commented and uh, checked out the live video. Obviously, Lauren. I want to give a shout out to my dad who sent out a comment, comment earlier in the show, which was pretty cool. Everybody that reached out to me, um, it's been very humbling today. Um, it's meant the world to me. Um, uh, I'm just fucking proud, man. I'm, I'm really happy. I'm in a great place. And it's, it's thanks to all of you for helping me continue on with this journey that is the Hoots Pocket. So I love you guys. And everything that I said in the beginning of the show, I mean, I meant that from the heart. So um, let's have some fun, man. This ain't over yet. We have we still have a lot more to accomplish. Who knows? Maybe by Christmas we might get up to two million downloads at this point. We'll see. <laughs> uh, let's keep let's keep the positive momentum going. But remember, folks, be the authentic product that is yourself. Remember, nobody dictates the pace of your life but yourself and the man upstairs. Um, as always, um, make sure it's to good that you said that because it's literally scrolling at the bottom of the screen right now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Makes. <laughs> Don't forget to like this video on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. We just got past 500 uh, subscriptions uh, on our YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. And um, send us some feedback. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And, hey, this time next week we'll be ready to preview the Elimination Chamber. I have to remind myself that next Saturday that I'm waking up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to cover uh, a PLE. So uh, this wrestling media life is glamorous sometimes, to say the least. But <laughs> Make sure you but, have that pot of coffee on. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. But honestly, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. This has been episode 400 of the Hoots Podcast. For Tony, for Pat, I'm Joshy. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Hoots Podcast. Yeet. Bye-bye, bitch.